Well, we're ready to go tonight, today, this morning, this <laughs> afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast. We're going to have a blast because we're not going to play a game, but it kind of is like a game in life uh, that we're going to have everybody ask themselves personal questions about, would you rather? Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Because I am hoping that this will be a topic to determine what you say versus what you pursue, okay? Mm. So how you say something is important to you versus how you pursue it, okay? okay? So it's the whole concept of talk is cheap in the kingdom. Talk is cheap in life. It's what you, you know, you don't, not just that you talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. Right. So we're gonna ask some questions about would you rather, and then we're going to really talk through the details of what that looks like in your life, and are you actually a man or woman of your words? Ooh, okay, I like that. So you might need to make some notes uh, of these questions, and then you're going to tally it up for yourself probably at the end of your day and figure (laughs) out, am I actually doing what I say I would do? So, uh, you know, before we get too serious, we'll start off with a couple fun ones. Uh, Just a couple fun would you rathers, and I didn't tell Dee any of these because... I just wanted her just to go with it. So we'll I'm have some fun. I'm a little scared. Uh, no, no, no. These are, these are super easy. These okay. are super easy. Would you rather wear... No, I'm just kidding. It's not going to be that. <laughs> Would you rather have a never-ending supply of donuts or a kitchen that has a conveyor belt that has sushi that never runs out? <gasps> so I'm going sweets or sushi. Sushi. Really? Yes. What would you want? I mean, I feel like you can never get tired of donuts. You can get tired of sushi. A cinnamon sugar donut every morning. I mean, I have to work a out twice A spicy tuna roll every night? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I can make my own donuts, so you I want that conveyor belt. Sushi. All right. That's going to take up 300 square feet of your house, so that was a good <laughs> choice. All right, next one. Would you... This is a good one, and I think a lot of people would go... This is pretty extreme, but... <laughs> He's very proud of these would, questions. No, 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 I like this one because I know which one I'd pick. Would you rather own a farm on a hundred acres but have no electricity, Ugh. or have a ten thousand square foot dream home in L.A.? <gasps> oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry to anyone who lives in L.A. Well, first of all, it was 114 degrees here in Texas today, so there's that. It doesn't have to be in Texas. Oh, you're right. Just, uh, just uh, what I say, a hundred acres. I mean, goodness gracious. Oh, you didn't name a place. All right, no electricity. A hundred acres, but it would have to be somewhere that had nice climate. Probably Montana. I wouldn't. I would not live in L.A. ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Lord, don't rebuke her on that one. <laughs> no, the Lord did not call me to L.A. All right, that was funny. Definitely a hundred acres. Would you rather? Keep Stanley, our dog, <laughs> or get rid of Stanley, our dog? It depends on the day. Today, I kind of want to give him away. Wow, today he was very no, sweet. No, he was really sweet today. I'll keep him. Oh, my gosh. Today would have been He's the one day I wouldn't have given him away. eating your, like, $500 cage that you built for him. I built him a cedar He's like a beaver. And he's he turned into a beaver. There's wood chips all over my house. I found some in my, like, socks the other day. It was mm. terrible. Anyway. All right, I'll keep That's Stan. Happening. That's I do happening. love him. All right, but on a real one, that actually wasn't one of my questions. Would you <laughs> rather have a dog that smells like fish butt at all times or a cat that hisses and tries to scratch you every time you pass it? Which one? Smell of fish butt, but it's a dog at least, every day, all day. 
Okay, no matter whenever you walk by, it's fish butt smell. <laughs> or a demonic cat that hisses at you and tries to scratch you every time you walk by it. Yes, Stop pick one. Stop saying fish butt. That's, you, we've smelled that smell before. I like, took a sip of water. Okay, a dog. I don't care what's wrong with the dog. I hate cats. I mean. And I'm allergic to cats, and they're mean, and they hate us, too. So I will take the fish butt, please. <laughs> you heard it there, folks. D will take the fish butt. Stop saying One that. order of fish butt, please. On the sushi conveyor belt. All right. On the sushi conveyor belt, we have fish butt spicy tuna. <laughs> Are All these right. over yet? These are over. <laughs> okay. Now that we got through those, now it's time to get <laughs> into get some holy. real questions. All right. All right. For those of you who are tallying up at home, like which one you would go for, don't worry about those ones. Let's, let's move on <laughs> to some real ones that actually matter. All right. Let's talk about this. <laughs> would you rather be known on earth for your accomplishments or known in heaven for your sacrifices? Oh. So I believe that any believer listening would wholeheartedly. No, 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 no. I'm asking you. Oh, heaven. I want to be known in heaven. Okay. But I'm That's I'm saying, sweet. of course. All right, all right, go for the But I'm listener. also saying She's coming for you guys. Any believer listening to this would say the same thing. And this is what I feel like we're going to get into. Yes. But are we actually living that way? Because how much do we seek validation in people mm-hmm. more than we do from God? And I can say that and I can be vulnerable in that that Validation is very important to me. It's one of my core fears. If you don't know core fears, you need to study it. It's great. We, episode on that. we, sh- we always say that. We never do. Um, but we will. Episode nine. We will. So, but I hate, hate, hate being invalidated. And unfortunately, that usually comes from people. So I love validation from people. And I love feeling like I accomplished something. And people kind of mm. pat me on the back and all of that. Um, and, but of course I, I say, no, 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 I want, I would much rather be known for everything that I did here. I would much rather be known in heaven, but what am I doing mm-hmm. to, to make sure that I'm actually living that yeah, out? Exactly. These are the, these are all the questions tonight. So get ready. Great. Today. These are all the questions is I know which one you would say you'd pick, right? But does your life reflect that option? Right. So. This question was, would you rather be known for your accomplishments on earth or your sacrifices in heaven? And we would say the sacrifices in heaven, yet we would pursue accomplishing things on the earth. Mm-hmm. And we would even say, oh, but I'm accomplishing things for God too. Mm-hmm. But what if you woke up and you said, God, today, what can I, what can I sacrifice for you? What can I give up for you? This is your true and proper worship, laying your lives down. Mm. as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's what the word says is your true and proper worship. So for those of you that would say, oh, I love to worship the Lord. It's not just singing. It's laying down your life as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So your health, spiritual health check question of every day would be, am I truly worshiping the Lord or do I just sing to him once a week? Right. And your worship should look like, had, did I make any sacrifices for the yeah, Lord Yeah, what did today? I actually sacrifice? And we and we say like, yeah, I, I want my sacrifices to be known, but yet we hate walking through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We hate feeling like we're losing something. We hate laying stuff down. We hate the pruning. We hate the yeah. refining. But it's like, but that's what we say we, we would rather have yes. in heaven. Mm-hmm. But so then that's where we have to rejoice in our suffering and truly die to our flesh every day yeah. and you know what that looks like like truly sacrificing mm-hmm. and and leaving it at the altar yeah. um 
and not just saying like that we want to live that way without actually doing it. It's true. Next one, you ready? Yeah. All right. Would you rather have a huge following, massive <laughs> influence, or a small group of best friends? Oh, 100% best friends. Mm. Here's the thing. I can truly say that right now in this season. Um, you know, it's funny, like when we moved here, people kept telling us like, this church is going to explode. Y'all are going to explode. Still I know. And, and it's about to. whatever. Yes. But, but not, we're not like we're trying to be a mega church. It's just, they're saying like, people are going to understand Jesus are here and people are going to be drawn to the Lord. Absolutely. But when we first got here, there was this little like part of my brain that was like, maybe the Lord will use us in a way to influence others and maybe we can get a following and maybe we can, mm-hmm. and you know, coming to Dallas, we're surrounded by so many people with so much influence. And mega churches as well. Mega churches, so many, like followers, all this. And in watching them, and there have been moments where I have maybe even felt a little envious, like I'll just be super honest and transparent. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, man, I see how when you have a large following and you have all these people watching you, what does that mean? That means a lot of eyes are on you. And that means a lot of opinions are on you. And a lot of people are saying a lot of things about you in the comments and in the DMs and making, you know, stitches and talking about you. And I've seen it. I've seen a couple of our videos that have blown up people comment and say things. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle having a large following. And so I've almost like seen like, yes, there's a draw to it and there's like an appeal and a desire, but I've started to see the other side of it where I'm like, it's not as glamorous as it looks. Mm. It's not as beautiful and it's not as authentic. And I've also seen on the other side of things, I have gotten such a honor and privilege and blessing of surrounding myself with women that are like my core group of women and friends here that love me, that we spend time together, that we text each other, we're praying for each other, we're laughing together. Like I have that, that small group of best friends and I wouldn't trade them for anything. Mm-hmm. Not a million followers. I wouldn't even care. Yeah. Because who are those million people? They're nobody to me. These these people are the ones that are invested in my life in the good and the bad, you know, and that yeah. won't go and and talk about me if I make a mistake. Yeah. You know? Well, they said they did a poll in, uh, I don't know if it was just one high school or if it was multiple, and they asked all the students, uh, you know, what's your dream job, dream career, what is it what you want to do? And they said the, the high majority said they wanted to be influencers. Influencer? <gasps> that was the high one? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's everybody, and I'm not saying that's every school. No, no. But they did pull an entire school and that came back, so I imagine <laughs> that happens in, in other oh, places sure. as well, because they see this lifestyle that you could have. They don't see what happens behind the scenes of their actual lives. Right. So if you want to get spiritual on this, which I always love to do, mm-hmm. think about Jesus. How was he? Did he care more about getting and gaining a huge following mm-hmm. or did he care about a smaller group of people? Right. A smaller people. So we say we want to build big churches. Jesus was like constantly leaving the crowds to go with his disciples. Mm-hmm. And then he was teaching his disciples how to make disciples and mm-hmm. how to make disciples and how to make disciples because he modeled it for them. Right. And within his 12, he had three. He had mm-hmm. his inner circle. So he obviously valued that. So the, now, now here's the thing though, now that you answer the question, like, oh, I, I value the small group of best friends over having a huge following. Then the question becomes, how much time do you spend on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, versus spending time 
pouring into you and inspiring your friends and also longing for them to pour into you and inspire you. And you can ask this question to anybody. Y'all go look at your phone. It'll tell on you so fast. Go look at your screen time for last week. How much time you spent on Instagram versus time you could have spent with your friends. Hmm. Time you could have spent gaining something. You don't gain anything from Instagram. You lose something. You lose your time and then sometimes mm-hmm. you lose your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we have to run these health checks on ourselves to figure out what am I actually doing and what do I actually long for? And do I back that thing up? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's how often do you, or have you been out with friends or people in your relationship? You're giggling because I said back that yes. thing up. <laughs> I was going to breeze past it, Miles. <laughs> you couldn't hold it. I saw your face and I'm like, I just quoted some rap song. Something, I don't even know anyway. How often have we gone out with our friends and spent that quality time with them, but what are we doing? We're on our phones. I know, we could be backing that thing up. Oh my gosh, I'm do the next kidding. one. Forgive me. <laughs> no, this is gonna kind of touch on what you were just talking about when it came to like being in Dallas and being surrounded by the people who are hungry for influence and the big mm-hmm. churches and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is something you and I have talked about. Would you rather have a successful church with thousands of members hmm. or faithfulness in your marriage? Oh, faithfulness. Well, I would hope so. Great. You answered well. Thank you. We can close out the episode now. Uh, no, this, so this is the thing. This is for us, like personally, obviously for, for some of you guys, it's not going to be the same question. Um, but not, but not put, fill you. in the blank yeah, what the makes blank sense for your life. How about this? Fill in the blank. Uh, instead of grow a successful church with thousands of members or whatever, the, the dream would be in America for a pastor, um, yeah, for a lot of pastors. Replace it with the thing you find yourself comparing with other people. Yeah. So for the entrepreneurs out there, it's uh, how many clients, um, how much free time, Mm -hmm. uh, how much business, how much money, revenue, uh, all of those things that you compare with other entrepreneurs, um, other business owners, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. You look and you compare. But how often are you comparing your marriage to theirs? This is where D and I got to, and we were like, man, we could look at other churches and say, man, they just grew and they exploded and there are these huge churches. And we would find ourselves, and I'm not saying this is healthy, by the way, and I'm not proud of it, but you <laughs> find yourself comparing because you think you've got the best thing in the world. Like, this is the best church. Like the Lord's presence is here with us, and we just give people Jesus. What more could people ask for? It's the best thing ever. But it didn't grow like every all these other big mega churches grew. So you just wondered, like, man. So we found ourselves comparing, comparing, comparing. Never did we find ourselves comparing our marriage to theirs. Um, and this is no offense to anybody else's marriage. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes for a lot of them. But for us, we feel like it would blow everybody else out of the water because we're <laughs> like, I wouldn't trade our marriage for anything. So because we value faithfulness in a marriage far more than growing a successful church we have to remind ourselves that our time and our energy Mm. should go toward our marriage more so than this goal or this dream right right doesn't mean don't give your heart to to the lord and serving him in ministry i'm not saying that but if i have to pick and choose between those two things and i'm choosing faithfulness in my marriage Mm -hmm. then surely my life should reflect it yeah yeah, no. if your marriage is being neglected or sacrificed, oh, my friend Christy Johnson always says something so beautiful. Um, she says, I will not sacrifice my family or my children on the altar of ministry. Mm-hmm. 
meaning I'm not gonna, they're not gonna take a back seat because I have this calling in my life mm -hmm. or because I have this goal or because I have this dream. Yeah. This is the dream. Yeah. This is the goal. And so it's like, if your if your marriage or your relationship, um, your children has to be neglected in order for you to do the thing that God is calling you to do, I mm -hmm. promise you that ain't it. Because yeah. and, and that's not and I'm not saying God didn't call you to do that. I'm saying this is not how He called you to do yeah. it. Because I promise you, He's not telling you to let your kids and your wife take the back seat while you pursue whatever yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it. We've been guilty of it. Yeah. We were caught up in that hustle for a long time. Um, we've worked through it in therapy. We're fine, thank but God thank therapy. God. And we still almost have to like, to this day, kind of have this little undoing of like, Absolutely. wait, I didn't, I didn't do enough today. And, and, and we're like, Hey, you haven't seen your kids or talked to your kids today. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been home for two hours. Like yeah. we got to put the stop on and the brakes and, yeah. and go be with our family. It's not going to be work productive, but it's going to be so much more productive in the lives of our children and in our marriage. And so, yeah, it's, it's funny because you also say that and you can look at it from the other way where how many people do you know that are wildly successful and have lots of money, or maybe even if we go the route of the big church, and this is not all churches, not all pastors, but these big pastors with these big churches. And then what do we see that comes out mm -hmm. in the news? Unfaithfulness. They're unfaithful. They're having an affair. They have a whole other family that mm -hmm. we didn't know about. And so yeah. it's like, okay, what, so you have this gain and all of this, but yet now your family's broken. Yeah. So it's like, is that really worth it? Mm -hmm. So the, again, like all of these, the obvious answer yeah. is, well, of course I want faithfulness, but how are we pursuing that? Absolutely. And how are you prioritizing that above everything else? Faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit. So we have to be led by the spirit in what we're doing. And the reason I'm so intense about faithfulness, especially in marriage, is not even just for our marriage, but because of mm. where we live in Dallas and Fort Worth, the number one and number two considered the most unfaithful cities in America when it comes to infidelity in marriage yet we're in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yet in DFW, we have over 100 churches with 10,000 people or more in each of them. We've got a million people across 100 churches. They're all going to church, and many people are cheating on their spouses. Wow. So obviously that's because there has been more focus and attention on growing business and career and living the American dream rather than being faithful to our spouse and we actually have to pursue faithfulness, and that's the thing. It doesn't just happen. Oh, as long as I don't do anything wrong, I'll be faithful. No, pursue faithfulness to your spouse. Uh, and I think that's where, that's something that has lacked. For me in ministry, not only just in, in marriage, but also with my children, I often think if 40 years from now, 30 years from now, I have led thousands of people to the Lord and shepherded many people to fall in love with Jesus, yet my own children are not in love with Jesus and don't right. go to heaven to be with us for all of eternity, I will say that I have failed as a father. Absolutely. So if that's true uh, and I understand that, then the way I should live my life as a father must reflect that as well. Yeah. And that's something that I think that a lot of people have to get. Um, yeah, so for, for all you pastors out there, husbands, love your wives. Pursue your wives more than you pursue your calling because if it messes up with you and your wife, well, the biblical requirements are if you can't even leave your own house and you cannot lead a church. Oh, yeah. So your example to the church is how you love your wife. Wives, love your husbands. 
obviously you know you've been by their side you've seen what they felt um even in ministry they've had many people be unfaithful to them they don't need a wife to be unfaithful them to them as well so make sure you respect your husbands and love them and stay by their side and be faithful to them uh, that goes far beyond ministry far beyond pastors but husbands and wives learn to pursue faithfulness yeah okay ready for the next mm -hmm. i'm ready would you <laughs> i've got a couple and i was like let me just choose just pick one all right well one, one one more here we go would you rather have a thriving career where money is never a concern to you but have no time for prayer mm. or Make just enough money working a Monday through Friday, nine to five, yet you never miss a prayer appointment with the Lord and he speaks to you daily. Mm. Oh, this is going to test some people. Mm -hmm. I know you yeah. want to say I can yeah, have yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yes. asking you to choose which one matters most. Right, right. And that's that's the whole premise of all of this is you can have, you can have both of some things. But, you know, it's so funny because I think as we're listening – and as we're really contemplating this, I think you have to really, truly search your heart. Because, again, we all want to say, oh, prayer, everyday prayer. But we don't even get into our prayer closet every day. Yeah. We don't even pray every day. We don't even talk to the Lord every day. For some of us, for some of us, we do. But, but yet, money feels like... We can solve all of our problems, though. And then if I have all this money and it's not a concern, then I'll have time to do blah, 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 blah. But again, it goes back to how many people have we known, seen, met, whatever, that they have all the money and the riches in the world and they're so broken mm -hmm. because they don't, they don't know Jesus, have Jesus, spend time with Jesus, seek him. And so it's like even you asking me that question – it just, it's so funny because my, my heart almost is like, oh, money that I just don't have to worry about it just comes all the time. Like, that mm. would just be amazing. Yeah. And it's like, even though I know the right answer, it's like, but that yeah. would just be so great. Like, it would just take so much stress off of our life and our marriage, and we, I would be a better pastor. And it's like, no, but what it, what is all of that if I don't seek yeah. the Lord and speak to him and hear from him. And how can I do anything in my life if I don't know what he's saying to do? Yeah. But again, it's where, what are we prioritizing? We will not miss a day of work mm. unless we're sick, a kid is sick, yeah, or we, we have time off and we have our paid time vacation. And so we're going to miss it. But how often do we miss yeah. our time with the Lord? Yep. I mean, I am guilty. It's, too often mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I feel it and I recognize it but it's like why is it so easy to miss that but god forbid we miss a day of work it just reveals which one we're pursuing more right and we can make up all the excuses right. in the world but if money is a worry now because you don't have enough then when you do have enough it'll become an idol Oof. and people are like no that's not true Jesus made it very clear he said you can only have one master you can only serve, you can, either you love one and hate the other, you serve one and despise the other. Mm. And he wasn't talking about God and Satan. He said God and mammon, meaning money. You are going to love one, and if you love this one, you'll hate the other and despise the other. Think about that. Wow. How many people, like you hear that, and the first thing you want to say is, can I have both? <laughs> the only reason you're saying can I have both was not to get prayer, it was to get the money. Exactly. Oof. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. It was because your desire was for money, not for prayer. 
can I have both? Because I so desperately want to pray to the Lord. No, it was, can I have both so that I can make sure that I have enough money so that I don't even need to pray to the Lord about it anymore? And that's the dangerous place that we get into. And let's not forget that when Jesus went to the temple, uh, he flips the table of the money changers and he says, this is supposed to be a house of prayer. So this is where we have to check our own lives and say, what tables do I have set up in my own temple? The word says your body is a temple of which God has given us the Holy Spirit and we bought at a price. So therefore, like we have to recognize what he what he paid for to get us. Yeah. What tables do I have set up in my own temple that the Lord would come in and say, you chose to serve, serve mammon. I'm going to flip this table because oh. I'm waiting for you to become a house of prayer. Wow. That's where I think we need to go as a body. We need to go as a, as a body of Christ, as individuals. Yeah. Do we truly value prayer? If Jesus was willing to form hmm. whips out of cords and chase people out and people are like, what? Like if you saw somebody do that today, you would say they're crazy, they're angry, they're out of their minds, you know, yeah. whatever. You'd say whatever you wanted to say, but Jesus himself did it. Why? Because he valued prayer that much mm-hmm. in his children and in his church. Yeah. Well, here we are. We're his children and we're his church. Do we value prayer the same way he does? Yeah. We love that scripture when we want to justify being angry. Oh, of course. I'll flip your table. Yeah. It's... But we do, though. I've heard so many people say, like, oh, I could be angry. Jesus flipped tables. It's like, but think about what he flipped tables for. Yeah. It's the things that we're idolizing in our life right now. Yeah. What if we looked at our own lives and said, I'm going to flip some tables in my own life. Oh, Lord. You're ministering to me. You know how you do that? We have done that before in a church service where we actually challenged the whole church as David did with with all of Israel to build Mm, the temple. He said, come and bring your most prized possessions. And David gave more than all of them. And we decided we're going to do it with our church. So we flipped a table. We literally flipped one of our bank accounts and said, we're going to give it all to the Lord. It's not for our own sake. It's not for, we don't benefit really from giving money to the Lord. It was to say, we're going to flip something that might have our hearts and we don't want it to have our hearts. We want the Lord to have our hearts. So I'm going to flip an entire bank account and give it to the Lord. Yeah. Now, if you're not willing to do such a thing, you might try to say things like, well, that's unwise. I uh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not smart. We can't do that. I We've got that. bills to pay. I said all that. I would just say, well, then do you trust the Lord at his word? Go read Malachi 3. Does that, does that test me in this? See if I won't pour out the, open the floodgates of heaven and pour mm-hmm. out such a blessing that you can't even contain it? Does that promise, does that, does that go away because we're no longer in the Old Testament? You tell me his promises are no longer true. Mm. He still fulfills his promises. But are you willing to flip a table to see it on the other side? That's so good. And most of us, I don't think, are. So my desire for people is that we would search our own hearts today. Mm-hmm. And that we would say, yeah, there are some tables I need to flip. There are some areas in my life that I need to pursue faithfulness in my marriage and as a, as a parent and yeah. my family. Um, and there are some places that I need to realize I need to reprioritize what I have on my priority list. And then my life needs to reflect it. That's so good. This is such a good challenge. I'm challenged Me by too. this. Me too. I got to go home and write some things let's down. Go write, let's go write some things down and flip some tables. I'm going to flip yours and you can flip mine. Oh my God. Amen. Amen. We're done. <laughs>